Good morning. It is Wednesday, February 7th. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there's been a lot of drama going on on Capitol Hill, and this involves Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. His uh, leadership is being called into question, especially over that air quote bipartisan border bill. It's uh, slated for a vote today. Uh, Many people saying that it is uh, dead upon arrival, but there have been a group of uh, Senate Republicans that are kind of growing weary of him, and they're calling for him to retire. Don't you just speaking of retire? Don't you just tire of all of these people? Yeah. Like, look at our government. I get tired of the malarkey and the lying. Great. That's a perfect way to put it. Because there is no organized opposition to Joe Biden. You think, look at what the Republicans are doing in the House and how they've rolled over on all these spending bills. And then you look at in the Senate where the Republicans oftentimes are willing participants in terms of crafting this stuff. There is no organized opposition. I would love nothing more than to come in here each day and talk about how the Republicans are unified in opposing Joe Biden, they're unified in opposing Chuck Schumer, they're unified in getting spending under control, and maybe they can't succeed on everything. Maybe, you know, because of the way the government works and the, the thresholds in order to, for things to be able to come law, et cetera, maybe you don't win on everything. But they don't even try. Mm-hmm. And so what? So you got Rand Paul and Cruz and Lee who want, you know, McConnell out of there. Big whoop. There's there's too many butt sniffers like Todd Young who their whole their whole premise, their whole ability to elevate themselves, because that's what matters to people like Todd Young is to be able to elevate himself up through leadership involves having his nose jammed right up Mitch McConnell's backside. And they're never no matter no matter how bad Mitch McConnell fails the American people, no matter how bad Mitch McConnell fails the base of the Republican Party, they're never going to go against the guy. Okay, so it's like, you know, Mitch McConnell went into a closet there with Chuck Schumer and the two of them hammered out this border bill without telling anybody else and JD Vance is coming out and saying, "Hey, we supported the negotiation, but we wanted a common sense border security for the country." And what we got was a proposal for $61 billion going to Ukraine. And then they came out with this big press conference where you had J.D. Vance and Ron Johnson and Mike Lee that you mentioned and Rick Scott and then Ted Cruz. And they're all saying, you know what? Enough of you, McConnell. We want you out of here. But what does that even mean we supported the negotiation? Everybody knew that Schumer was going to insist upon Mm -hmm. Ukraine money being a part of this border bill because he can't get it on his own. Were so they, what does were, that even mean we supported? The, if you supported the negotiation, you supported money for Ukraine because everybody knew that's where Schumer's starting point and he was not going to move off that. Did they think McConnell was going to, I don't know, come up with something different? But McConnell's already said Ukraine is the most important thing to him. So if you have two people mm-hmm. who have both said Ukraine is the most important thing to them and that's who's doing the negotiating, why would you think the money for Ukraine would not be in the bill. Yeah. So their expectations were not in the right place. 
based no, I just on- think these people are all full of it. I just think they're all full of it. And I think they don't care about the American people at all. They care about themselves and their own power. And again, I expect this from the Democrats. I believe the Democrat Party is run by a bunch of Marxist maniacs who hate this country, who want to see the country burned to the ground and resurrected in some twisted, weird, sordid image that has never worked anywhere it's been tried in human history. I know what they are. I don't expect any different. What I get pissed off at, I mean, obviously that makes me angry, but I know how to deal with it. I know what they are. When I get mad is when these people lie to me, or as you, what words did you use? Malarkey uh, and- Malarkey and lies. Yeah, okay, yeah. perfect. And, and they espouse to be for one thing, and then they either do the exact opposite or put themselves in a position where the result they'll have to vote on will be the exact opposite, and then they cry foul or mm-hmm. surprise that that has happened. Okay, so uh, Ted Cruz, he was calling for McConnell to step down, and J.D. Vance during this press conference was calling the border bill unadulterated bull hockey. I think it is. Look. Everyone here also supported a leadership challenge to Mitch McConnell in November. Uh, I think a Republican leader should actually lead this conference and should advance the priorities of Republicans. They're the only ones who do it. But I turned to Mitch then and I said, is there anything? What are we willing to fight on? What are you willing to fight on? Is there anything you're willing to draw a line in the sand and say, we will fight? And he refused to answer that question now. And that's why we're in this mess, because this was a plan that was designed to lose. You know, he that reminded me of that scene in Animal House with the hearing at the end. I put it to you, Greg. Greg yeah. <laughs> so they're going to vote on this. I, I, I mean, I don't know why. By all accounts, it's not going to pass, but they're still going to vote on it. And so Schumer says that he's got this backup plan. And part of it includes putting other elements and supplemental funding. So they're going to strip part of it away and then possibly have standalone packages. Jim Banks tweeted out earlier about 15 minutes ago. He said, how did we go from no more aid to Ukraine without securing our own border first to the Senate passing $60 billion for Ukraine with no border security provisions? Well, I'll tell you, Jimbo, I'll tell you how they did that, because they don't believe you people in the House are serious because you keep putting unserious people who regularly cave on just about everything in charge of Speaker of the House. That includes voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, Jim, which you did. It includes voting to save Kevin McCarthy, which you did. It includes putting this Mike Johnson guy in as Speaker of the House, who's been a disaster, which you did. So if you want to know how that happens, Jim Banks, look in the mirror and say the problem starts with me. Okay, so Mitch McConnell, he responded to Ted Cruz and others, Ted Cruz and company, calling for him to uh, retire. And he's coming to terms with the fact that nobody likes his border bill. I think we can all agree that Senator Cruz is not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) The president came out and he pointedly put the blame on Donald Trump. He said it is Donald Trump's is to blame for the failure of this bill. Was Trump's opposition too much for you to overcome? Well, I've said repeatedly every month I'm not going to get into comments about the race for the presidency among Republicans. I think in the end, even though the product was approved by the the Border Council that endorsed President Trump, 
most of our members feel that we're not going to be able to make a law here. And if we're not going to be able to make a law, they're reluctant to go forward. There are other parts of this supplemental that are extremely important as well. Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. Yeah. We still, in my view, ought to tackle the rest of it because it's important. Not that the border isn't important, but we can't get an outcome. So that's where I think we ought to head. It's up to Senator Schumer to decide. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. So he pretty much just said he's giving up on the border and let's go spend money on something else instead. Yes, totally. If you told mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell right now, we will give you the Ukraine funding bill, he would 100% forget about the border. Mm-hmm. He does not care. Todd Young does not care. They hate that they're having to do anything that deals with the border. Here's the thing, though. You're not going to hear word one from Jim Banks about calling on Mitch McConnell to step down. Why? Because Jim Banks is invested in becoming a U.S. senator. And Jim Banks is in the Kiss My Ass Club now, where he sucked up to Holcomb and Hupfer, and he went in there and kissed the ring finger in order to to ensure that he was the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. So Jim Banks wants to be a leader. Here's a great way Jim Banks could lead. Jim Banks could come out this afternoon and call for Mitch McConnell to step aside. Hmm. Jim Banks could come out this afternoon and call for Todd Young to demand that the border bill be 100% separated from any foreign aid, and that should be voted on on its own. And Jim Banks could come out and demand that and, and urge Hoosiers to blow up Todd Young's phone line and that of Mitch McConnell and demand that these things be separated and voted on separately. But none of those things are going to happen. Because Jim Banks wants to be a U.S. senator. People ask why I am the way I am with Jim. Because of stuff like this. He's going to put the tweet out. He's going to want you to believe he's doing something. But the reality has been since the start of 2023, Jim Banks elevating himself, and by elevating it means him becoming a U.S. senator, is all that has mattered to him. There might have been a time where Jim Banks would have actually done that. But he has sold out. He has made it very clear. So I have no tolerance for tough guy tweets from Jim Banks because he doesn't mean it. Uh, were you surprised at the way Mitch McConnell sounded, by the way? I mean, he he was pausing and talking slowly. He's 8 million years yeah. old, Casey. So Jamie Raskin, who's Democrat, oh, he came out and he said that it's a sinister political <laughs> maneuver, a sinister <laughs> political maneuver <laughs> to hold a vote on standalone aid for Israel. He was talking about Israel, but I'm sure he feels the same way about Ukraine. Why can't they get it through their heads that the American people want to have standalone bills? They, because what they, don't they not understand about that? Because they don't care about the American people. They don't care yeah. what the American people want. This is about serving their masters, the donor and lobbyist masters that dictate the dollars that flow into their campaign accounts. These people, both sides of the aisle, do not care about you at all. They would almost 100%, not quite 100%, but almost 100% of them, if you offered them this, that deal where they could get the money to Ukraine and to Israel, and I guess Taiwan's now lumped in with Mm -hmm. that. By the way, isn't it crazy we don't acknowledge Taiwan's independence, yet we're sending them money to keep them independent from China? Exactly. That should tell you everything you need to know. Hey, is 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 Taiwan a part of China? Well, you know, what are we sending them this money for? Well, you know, the... Which is it? This problem is 
has reached a point where it is probably beyond solving because almost every single person that goes in there, even the ones that go in with good intentions, get completely swallowed up by this by this swamp. And I'm not sure the American people have the actual political will to fight this thing and fight back. And so this is this is what you get. All right, we've got a good time happy hour coming oh, up with Rob great. next on 93 WIBC. Tired of hearing Rob talk about all the bad news? Time to find your happy place. Turn that frown upside down. It's time for Shining Rainbows with Rob. Well, after our last heated conversation, I'm wondering if you're going to be able to make it through this segment without getting zapped today. Uh, this is a new segment we're doing, doing it by force from upper management, not by choice. And uh, they have decided that uh, while I am great at pointing out the, as we did in the last segment, the mm-hmm. colossal hypocrisy and failures of your um, yeah. your elected officials, that I have struggled of my own volition to point out the positives of the world. And they said, we'd like for you to do a, a daily segment where you, Rob Kendall, must um, find something mm-hmm. good going on in the world yeah. and talk about it. And you can't say anything negative during that segment or you get the uh, the old Zapparino. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think I've done a pretty good job so far yes. through two days of this. Yes, you have. You've done a great job. There's no way for a whole year I'm going to be able to keep this up. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, there's, so, there's so little good news in the world, too. It's like, I had to literally Google yesterday sites that have good news on them. I know. You sent me the link to this and I, I was checking it out. And this is from the goodnewsnetwork.org. And I was I like, oh, a, wow, he's really reaching. I don't even know if it's a real story, but it looks real enough to me. Okay, so there was this, uh, this was in North Carolina, Lenore, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and this uh, Side Street Poorhouse and Grill is the name of the place, Yeah, and this guy went there, it goes by the name Ted, and this has probably happened to a lot of us. You go, you order, you pay, mm-hmm. and then they bring you nine copies of your receipt. There's I, I, I think he's he's. No, I'm not being negative. Of- I'm setting up the story. Okay, okay. It sounded a little negative the way you were saying I'm nine saying- copies of the receipt. But go ahead. How many? Okay, then what? What should I have said, Casey? Three <laughs> copies of the receipt. Two. <laughs> I mean, what? What would you? What would you prefer me to stop? Stop. What would you prefer me to say? How many? How many copies? Many have- copies. Okay. Is that better? Many copies of the receipt, Casey. <laughs> okay. And. Uh, this guy took the wrong copy with him. He took the wrong receipt. Right. right? He took the wrong copy mm-hmm. of the receipt. That's what I just said. Yeah. He and, grabbed the merchant copy, right? And when he took the wrong copy of the receipt, he failed to leave a tip. He took the one that had the tip on there. And when he took the copy that had the tip, the person was left without a tip. And of his own volition, yeah, he sent a letter to the restaurant and the, it included a letter saying, I'm sorry, I took the wrong receipt. I realized this person, he had the person's name because it was on the receipt, didn't have their tip. And here's a $20 bill. And please make sure that it gets to the right person. Right. He was making sure that his server got the money that he felt that they earned. Yes. That was very nice of him. And went out of his way to find the you know, find her name even because it was on the receipt. Her name was Hope even. Yeah. So uh, how many people would do that when you realize that your server didn't get what you wanted them to have? Would they go out of their way 
to track it down and then mail. He mailed a fresh $20 bill, crisp $20 you bill. You ever walked out and forgot to leave a tip before? Mm, probably. Yeah. Not, not intentionally. Uh, but I don't know if I would turn around and make sure, oh, I, you know, I, I don't think I would write a letter and mail it to him to make sure. Um, I'm not going to use words like <laughs> hero, <laughs> but I have done this before and I did the next day. Go I back. Was, I was in fairness to me. I was distracted mm-hmm. by scenery. Yeah that was taking place around me in the facility that I was in and it was not a fault of my own. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I had done this and I went back the next day and I found the person and uh, Made sure they got threw a little money. something extra on there because it was a person that we regularly engaged in commerce with. Mm-hmm. And so I have done this before, not through the mail, but through in person. In person. Yeah. So this you should was, not send money through the mail, by the way. That's th- a dangerous thing to do. This was uh, posted on social media, and a lot of people were really excited that this guy had done that. Did you also hear the story about this woman who's celebrating her 116th birthday? That's old. That's that's a that's a long time to that's be old. around. Yeah, uh, she said that the secret to a long, happy life is red wine and minding your own business. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, I do neither of those two things, so I'll probably be dead at fifty-one. <laughs> okay, we've got to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson coming up, and also we've got some wrestlers that uh, are going to make your wildest oh dreams come true. My life's ambition is going mm-hmm. to come true this weekend, Casey. Uh, you've always wanted to be an evil villain, so that's going to happen <laughs> not only on the radio, but in the ring. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1131 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Tucker Carlson has confirmed that he is in Moscow and he does plan to interview Vladimir Putin. He hasn't said uh, when the interview will be conducted. He hasn't mentioned when it will air, but definitely that the interview is taking place. And it will be the first time that somebody from the American media has interviewed Vladimir Putin since June of 21. Isn't it wild that we've never heard Putin's side of this in this country? Well, and that's what Tucker Carlson is saying, that we're spending all of this money over to Ukraine, and yet we haven't heard from the other side. So maybe it's time we did. Putin's not a good guy. Nobody's under any illusion that he's, you know, some sort of Mother Teresa or that he's working in soup kitchens on the weekend. But there's all sorts of world leaders Mm -hmm. and governments and countries that we engage with that are run by sadistic homicidal maniacs. Pick your favorite Middle Eastern country. There's a good chance the people at the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. might fit that description. And uh, this is what just blows my mind, that we have gone into bed and all in on a country that has no history of being an ally to us or or a friend to us or reliably with us. They're not in NATO. And Russia... For all the disagreements we may have with them, we did, I don't think we do anymore, but we did share several really important points of commonality in terms of mutual enemies. And economically, we were tied in with them because of our refusal to have energy independence. And we have thrown all of that away. And I've never even heard Putin's 
side in detail Mm -hmm. of what or why he's in there and what he's doing. You mentioned other leaders that we've uh, interviewed in the past. Just five months ago, Lester Holt interviewed the president of Iran. So it's not like this is unheard of. And mainstream media journalists, they've interviewed Putin many times before. Barbara Walters has interviewed Putin before. Mike Wallace has. Oliver Stone has. Megyn Kelly has. So um, it'll be interesting to see how long it is. I I have to imagine it's going to be a pretty lengthy interview from Tucker Carlson. Isn't it crazy, too, that we now live in a world where our media, and this is the view of other world leaders, our media is now so dishonest. Our quote-unquote mainstream national journalists, in many cases, are viewed as so dishonest that that Vladimir Putin has said, I will go to Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin views as more honest. And, because, look, nobody's going to believe that Tucker Carlson is some Putin cheerleader. There's nothing in Tucker Carlson's past that would lead you to believe that he's some Russian sympathizer. In fact, he probably believes the exact opposite of what most, most, much of Russia believes. But Putin has looked at our media, our mainstream national media, and has said, you guys are so dishonest and you're such a cheerleader for Biden and, and the Ukraine that I, the best chance I have to tell my side of the story is to Tucker Carlson. Okay, so uh, Tucker said that his company paid for the trip to Moscow. He didn't take any money from any outside group. And uh, he explains here why he is doing it. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances. And the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. So he says, you know, it's only fair that we hear from both sides. And he continued that we should be hearing from Putin as well. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they've done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda. Yeah. Propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. Bingo. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Yes. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. Okay, so he says um, it's a war that we're implicated in. It's also a war that we're funding partially. So I think we, we need to know 
what we're fighting against and why. So apparently this interview is going to be posted tomorrow. That's according to the head of programming at Tucker Carlson's streaming network. And if it weren't for, uh, it's going to be at, I, I believe, TuckerCarlson.com. And I think that uh, it'll be posted on X as well. But even the video saying that he's doing it previously probably would have been censored had it not been for Elon Musk taking over X. Yeah, the the Zelensky stuff is very similar to the Fauci stuff, which is when you take these politicians or bureaucrats and you start putting them on style magazines. Like when they were on the cover of Vogue? You're right, correct. Yeah. And obviously Fauci was in style and you start having them throw out first pitches at baseball games. Mm-hmm. All of these things, that is indoctrination. It is no longer about we're sitting down with this person. Here's their side of it. What role should America play based on the information? You then have the media Mm -hmm. cheerleading for an outcome. And when the media starts cheerleading for an outcome, the first question I ask myself is why? Mm -hmm. What do they gain out of it? Because it's not a search for the truth. It is now a quest for manipulation. And Tucker Carlson is exactly right that it is crazy that no one is telling Putin and Russia's side of the story in this country or allowing them to tell their side of the story so that we can make an informed decision. And when that doesn't happen, when the media starts cheerleading for one side and silencing the other, everyone's antennas should go up and say, why, what is going on here? So apparently uh, Putin's spokesperson said that Tucker Carlson was chosen for the interview because he has a position which differs from other English language media. So isn't that interesting? Because Tucker Carlson positioned it as, hey, we're journalists. We want to hear from both sides. We're spearheading this. But Putin's spokesperson made it sound like we chose who we want from the West to interview us. But can't both of those things be true? If you're Putin, and obviously Putin probably doesn't know who Tucker Carlson is, but the people who make the choices mm-hmm. for him do know who Tucker Carlson is. If you're t- if you're Putin, don't you say this guy won as a colossally large audience and he is not beholden to the restrictions that will come with the mainstream national media so I can reach all the people I want to reach anyway. But this guy is at least open to hearing what I have to say. So maybe both of those things can mm-hmm. can be true. And I wonder how much of Tucker's following factored in to the decision. Like if this is just some rando with no followers, no audience, is Putin going to be open to that? Maybe not, because who's going to hear the message? But politicians do this all the time. Take us. It's not nearly nearly as serious as what's going on in in Russia. But Susan Crouch is coming on our show tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're not naive to the fact that she's probably coming on this show because multiple polls show her doing very poorly because of her connection to the governor. And if you want to distance yourself from the governor, the number one media outlet in the entire state you could come on is the Kendall and Casey show because nobody hates that guy more than me. (laughs) Okay, period. And she knows that. Mm -hmm. And nobody's audience hates that guy more than our audience. And so she knows if she's got to sell that, Mm -hmm. this is the number one place that she's got to do it at. But we're not naive to think, oh, Suzanne just loves the Kendall and Casey show. Oh, she thinks we're just the best journalists. No, she wants something. But we want something too. It'll be good radio. Right. It'll be be great for public service, public dialogue, you know, public conversation. So everybody gets something out of it. Same thing happening here. I think the biggest key is that somebody 
has Putin talking. Yeah. Hey, Casey, yes. I'm wrestling this weekend. I know. I'm wrestling. So exciting. So who do we have coming up next? Oh, man. The guys I'm going to be wrestling with. Powerhouse Is that wrestling? a tease? How about that for a tease? All right. That's on the way from 93 WIBC. Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and Casey, you know we have um, we have talked about this before on this show. Yeah, um, I'm a bit of an odd person. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And it real look, here's the thing: it started very, very young. It's mm-hmm. not like I got some people had normal childhoods mm-hmm. and then just became weird as adults. Right? You reversed that. I <laughs> I was weird from the get go. <laughs> okay. And different <laughs> people are inspired by different things when they're growing up. And for me, I and I've said this out loud before and I'll say it again. I wanted to be a bad guy wrestling manager. Yes. I didn't I didn't want to be a bad guy wrestler. I wanted to be a bad guy wrestling manager. Did I ever tell you this might surprise you? I was the uh wrestling team manager in high school. In high school? Like yeah. a, a mat rat or whatever yeah, they call yeah. those? Two points takedown. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, VHS was basically my babysitter, old mm-hmm. wrestling tapes. Mm-hmm. And I would look at guys like Bobby Heenan or uh, Jimmy Hart or or Jim Cornette, and I said, that's where the action is. Because they get to do all the talking, Mm -hmm. they get to do all the annoying, they get to do all the instigating, and they have minimal physical risk. I started (laughs) putting the pieces together. Right, right. And I said, that should be the land for me. That's the position for you. Well, Rob, your evil villain dreams are coming through. That's right, yes. This Saturday, Casey, Mm -hmm. I am (laughs) getting in the ring. Yes! I am going to be managing Uh in Muncie, Indiana, the world-famous Mud Flat Mafia. They are the tag team champs for the Indiana Powerhouse Wrestling Association, Mm -hmm. and I'm getting in the ring. I can't believe it. Are you nervous that somebody's going to hit you with a chair? I can't even tell you how excited I am to do this. A real chair? Let's find out what I'm actually going to be doing, shall we? All right. Uh, TJ is with us, and he is part of the uh, world-famous Mud Flat Mafia, the tag team champions. TJ, hello. How you guys doing? I'll tell you what. It's good to be here. Uh, I, so we are, um, I don't want to like lift the veil on wrestling at all, but we are uh, We are the tag team champs. Absolutely. That's right. We are the world famous Mud Flat Mafia, the tag team champions. And you have, you have asked me to help you mm-hmm. because you're going to have a t- opponent to be determined and you felt you needed the help of Rob Kendall <laughs> to ensure <laughs> that the world famous Mud Flat Mafia retains the tag team championship belts. Yeah. Absolutely. We needed your help out there. We're, we're having problems with a ring announcer anyway, so I thought, well, why not get a personal ring announcer, a good friend of mine, Rob Kendall, over here to come down there and, and just introduce us to the ring and then hang out out there with us and make sure that we do go back over as the world tag team champion i love this perfect perfect so rob is going to get the opportunity to introduce you will he have any other responsibilities while he's there (laughs) i don't know what we say about responsibilities but Mm -hmm. he's gonna be hanging out there with us i mean and if something has to has to happen and he you know maybe gets in there a little bit i mean it was not gonna hurt anybody except maybe our opponent but i don't really care about them so yeah so here's my here's what i'm hoping because um you know i'm not gonna say good guys and bad guys (laughs) but i'm gonna be saying look we might cut a few corners Mm -hmm. on saturday the 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 world famous mud flat mafia tj correct me if i'm wrong 
you guys are not afraid to cut a few corners in order to retain the the uh, the tag team championships. Well, uh, the way I look at it, and the way we look at it here, is that we it's not cheating unless you're caught. That's right. right. So I mean, so what we do is we we win pretty much at all costs. If that means it's a little bit of bending the rules, mm-hmm. well then I mean that's just what's got to happen. I just tell you what, that's just all. There is so to I it. could that's be just working yeah. efficiently. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And how many times, Casey, have I told you it's only cheating if you get caught? And <laughs> now there it is. It's not a That's lie what, if you believe it. I mean, there was a big interview process when the world-famous Mudflat Mafia asked me to be in their corner and be mm-hmm. the ring announcer. And when I heard that from those guys, I said, these are my type of people. Now, I know you don't want to let your competition know your game plan, but how do you prepare before you get in the ring? Like, what do you need to do to psych yourself up and, and, and talk together about what you guys do? Well, I, I tell Roy to come on, and then we just go on out there. There's okay. not a lot of, a lot of plans. And you just kind of okay. do what you do. I you mean, we are the crap we are. out of somebody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I might be out there, and let's say a guy falls out of the ring, and I might just take my steel-toed boot mm-hmm. and maybe just uh, put it right there in his side, Casey. Yeah. I might. Uh, let's see. I might. Uh, you know, take. Uh, you know, the timekeeper's bell, and I might whack him upside the head, Casey. <laughs> hey, uh, TJ. Okay. So before we get back into this, a little bit about what's going on Saturday. Tell everybody where it's at, mm-hmm. when it's at, because the public can come. Right. The public can see. Absolutely. Yeah. It's out there for everybody. It's going to be at the Delaware County. Fairgrounds in Muncie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Bell time at six, and it's kind of, I'm sorry, it doors open at six, bell time at seven. Should Rob be nervous? Now he's talking about what he's going to do. What is going to happen to him? I know what our Absolute listeners. Nothing. Many people. They're were not like, going to let anything happen to me. No way. You, okay. No, no. You got the world famous Mudflat Mafia yeah, on right. your side. Ain't nothing going to happen to that man. You okay. got Roy out there hanging out back there. You got me, and you got you got you know bad news. Brad Sharp. We're going to be protecting that man. He no harm whatsoever. That, we'll come right. What if what if someone puts in a request? <laughs> It depends on how much money it goes along with that. <laughs> so you are open to the idea. Well, maybe no, no, just I, a, a I give little, him my word. He will something. not hurt. He, I give him my word. Uh-huh. He's not going anywhere. All right. Well, you and I need to have a side conversation when we're done here. So, Absolutely. So it's Saturday night. The doors open at 6. It's at the, it's at the Delaware County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. You can you can get your tickets at at the door is that right and you can get them at the door yeah absolutely um there are some places in muncie i'm not gonna lie to you i really don't know i don't spend a lot of time in muncie i drive a lot so (laughs) i'm not in there but i I tell you there are places to get it but i mean just go to the delaware county fairgrounds at six you know 6 p.m got doors at the uh, tickets at the door you should be good to go now tell us about your federation indiana powerhouse wrestling this is uh this is this is one of the great indiana wrestling associations federations alliances tell us about you guys absolutely we're based in muncie indiana there we got uh we got you know we got ace king which is uh one of our our, our main attractions out there he's going for the world heavyweight title okay he's going to be facing the feller and then we've got you know the world famous mudflat mafia yeah. everybody loves that mm-hmm. yeah. we've been in muncie for uh, hell I, I know ton of years maybe 20 years or so um and it's just you know it's you know just based in muncie we do a lot of good stuff in, in the in the in the community you know i don't really pers- they do that because I don't go out there, but you know they do. I mean, they do stuff out there. They raise money for for people and stuff. And we're heels, Casey. We don't do anything good for anyone. Mm-hmm. We're heels. We do what's good for us. That's yeah, what I that's say right. Yeah. yeah, we're heels. Now, one thing that I always like to tell men, especially around Christmas time <laughs> when they go shopping for their lady friends, is that jewelry always fits. Right. right? It's always the right size. Absolutely. You can never go wrong with jewelry. And I really appreciate that you brought in a very beautiful 
beautiful bedazzled belt. This accessory <laughs> is fantastic. Well, it's not bedazzled. That's a that's a world championship right there. That's not bedazzled. It's gold. It's the championship shiny. Belt. It's bedazzled to me. And here's what we're gonna do, Casey. When the Mudflat Mafia wins mm-hmm. Saturday night, we are gonna elevate those belts mm-hmm. up into the sky. Absolutely. And I and picture Roy and TJ putting me up on their shoulders. <laughs> and uh, I've got a little salt in my uh, front pocket here. Maybe I'll throw that into the eyes of mm-hmm. the uh, opponents. Of course, they won't be able to do it without you. Absolutely, and um, so, but but in the meantime, we're gonna all take a photo together mm-hmm. with the with the championship belt that we'll be hoisting up mm-hmm. Saturday night at six o'clock. Doors open at six o'clock. Bell time at seven at the Delaware County Fairgrounds. You guys have a Facebook page. Which uh, absolutely, we- they can check out uh, T.J. Baker on Facebook, or you can uh, check out Roy, T.J.'s buddy, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go to the Indiana Powerhouse Wrestling. We got a uh, we got a Facebook page for there, and they'll tell you about everything. Thing that's going on. Yeah, so you can come see me, Casey. <laughs> Are you going to be down there in the front row? You got to get your front row seat. Uh-huh. You and you yeah. and you and, and Jim. You know what it's going to sound like? <laughs> Boom! No, I'm kidding. Of course, I'll be rooting. All right. For so you. what we'll do here is we'll take this photo with the world famous Mudflat Mafia with the belt, mm-hmm. and then we'll post it up at Robin Kendall at Casey Daniels three one seven. Perfect on Twitter. Yeah. And I, look, I got to say, TJ, I'm so excited. I get to live out my childhood dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up Saturday night, and I am going to cheat, I'm going <laughs> to lie, I'm going to steal, yeah. I'm going to kick a guy while he's down, yeah. I'm going to bash somebody in the Do head it. with a steel chair. Let's go! Yes! Absolutely. Alright. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in today, and uh, that's going to do it for us. Good luck with oh, that, Rob. Great. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Tony Katz is up next.